0: Entertainment, Dot- I, I love, I love the way me. you say film
1: hi i'm brian lloyd and i'm dear to and this is the film show bonus special episode show i guess whatever um this is our interview with hugo weaving who was over in ireland to promote black 47
2: So we talked about the movie, we talked about his past work, talked about his career and how the roles that he takes on are now that bit different. We um, kind of fangirled about some of his movies like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, The Matrix and stuff like that. Lord of the Rings, Lord
1: Elrond, holy crap. Um, So yeah, it was a really interesting interview. I think Mm -hmm. we got a lot into it. You'll see clips of this on uh, this week's show as well. Um, if you like the interview, like and subscribe. If you like our interviews, we also have a new podcast called On The Line, where just last week, Deirdre talked to Dave Batista. That's right. was pretty cool. It was very cool. So, uh, yeah, if you like the show, let us know. Uh, leave a comment below. And thanks for watching. Enjoy. The first question I wanted to ask you was about, I mean... After I saw Black 47, I remember thinking to myself, it was like, wow, I've never seen Hugo even give that kind of performance before where it's so kind of raw and visceral. But then yeah. and again, I mean, literally every role you've done, I think, has been completely different from the last. I suppose that's by design then, yeah?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm an actor, so yeah. that's, that's what I do, really. And actually, most of the films... the. Uh, i do are psychologically complex uh characters in australian films that you you may not have seen um but yeah big budget film studios in america or you know yeah everything's different and that's a that's a blessing for me um i feel very lucky and privileged but uh i was trying to find things that stimulate me that are interesting to me you know but uh. Mm. Yeah. In
2: terms of finding different roles, is like moral complexity ever something that you kind of consider? Because we've seen you play very good characters, very bad characters. What I find really interesting about your one in Black Forty Seven is you're constantly trying to guess: is he a good guy? Is he bad? Mm. You know, and your your loyalties to him, I suppose, are constantly shifting. Well, you know? I
0: think yeah, he he look, he's a man. You when you when you meet him, he's so he's so damaged. Yeah. He's almost mm-hmm. a dead man walking, and he, he he's a. He's a professional soldier who's spent his life fighting for the crown. He's an Englishman, uh, and but he's—we'd he's, say he has PTSD. Of course, yeah. uh, he—he's so severely damaged and traumatized. But at the same time, he's a—he's an incredibly experienced, skilled soldier and hunter, and someone who's internalized all that trauma, and mm-hmm. so won't even be able to look at it himself. But he's got to such a place that he. At the beginning of the film, he he. One of the first things we see him, he's he actually kills someone, yeah. mm-hmm. with it, yeah. and he doesn't even know why he's doing it. I, I I always saw that that was his his own wish to kill himself mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So that's where we start with yeah, him. And, that, and yeah, start him from that. And he and he he then goes on this uh, on this journey. He's sort of forced to. He has a, you know, he his arm twisted behind his back. He has to track this guy down, mm-hmm. and in a way that that journey is is the sort of. The beginning of his own salvation. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's interesting because I mean, uh, you know, you're a Shakespearean actor, and you know, know, you've done Macbeth and all that. But I mean, with this, and even roles that you like, people would know you from, like say, Elrond and Lord of Mm. the Rings or Agent Smith. I mean, it's all about the monologue, and it's all about your deep authorial voice. Do you find though that when there's a such a lack of dialogue, like in this, is that a help or hindrance?
0: Well, there was more dialogue originally, and okay. it was pared back. And I think that was actually a very—it was a great thing. There were there were, there were times, so a, so a lot of that initial stuff in the script, and a lot of the backstory, a lot of the uh, the, the the work you do. If you then take that out, the work is still there, the character is sure. still there, but he's a man of few words, and he's very little to say about anything. So I think it's a great help. But mm. knowing that all of that was there. Uh, but he just doesn't need to say it anymore he's actually exactly right for Hannah
2: um, I was wondering about kind of your more, like, um, active, you know, role in this and everything, like getting into the action, because we've seen you in more action roles in the past, but maybe kind of, you know, more full on, like with the likes of, like, The Matrix and mm. all the stunts involved in that. I know that that was quite a bit far back. But do you do you like still engaging with the action ac- aspect of films as well and stunts? No, really.
0: Of it? It's sort of anomalous for me, really. Mm. And uh, action, for its own sake, doesn't interest me. Sure. It just doesn't. Uh um but yeah i mean the interesting thing about this particular period in this action i mean it, it, it's it's a very it's a very traumatic world that yeah. we're entering into but at the same time the genre mm. of the piece it's a it's a it's a revenge western, western. thriller really yeah. Like and, Wales and, almost. yeah that's right and and so there are elements of it which which you think? Well, this is an action sequence. This, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, um, particularly the stuff that James Freshfield, who plays Feeney, mm. uh, has to get up to. He's 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 trapped in a in a room in handcuffs, and there are six or seven men, and he somehow has to get out. So you have to do that in such a way and choreograph it in such a way, but it doesn't want to look like it's an action movie. Of course, sure, yeah. So yeah. that that was always the. the, the um, getting the pa- getting the getting the genre right getting the packaging right mm. but maintaining the the, the mm. truth of it the the truth of the situation we we're, we're talking about guns that misfire there of are course, three yeah. or four instances where the powder's not dry enough for it to for the mm-hmm. gun to go off and that's yeah. a that's a sort of refrain that's yeah. repeated so you have to rely on all sorts of other things. It's yeah. like a bar brawl, bar and brawl, mm. really. Yeah. People fighting for their lives, and that's exactly the world we're in.
1: You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's more about it being like an organic part of the role, yeah, as opposed to you kind of going for a genre.
0: No, I would se. never be yeah. attracted to a, a role based. I mean, I'm too old now, and I can't. Kind of, <laughs> I was going <laughs> to uh, say. I, mean, uh, I mean, you know, t- the idea of fighting the, the way training the way we did for yeah, the Matrix. Sure, like, ah, yeah. uh, I thought I was too old for that anyway. <laughs> But uh, you like breakers, or something do, like yeah, doing kung oh, fu gosh. when you're th- starting to learn kung <laughs> fu when you're thirty, whatever I was at the time was um was pretty full on. Yeah, so, uh, I can Yeah, it was good. We got very fit, but uh, you wouldn't want to, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to be doing that all <laughs> the yeah. time. Christ, yeah, Christ. And the guys who were teaching us all these Hong Kong wire team yeah, guys, yeah. who they were all like walking around like the the walking yeah. walking wounded. They yeah. all had hip issues and problems, and oh, you that's know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, anyway.
1: I mean, it's just because on this show, I mean, we're absolutely huge fans of Keanu Reeves. I mean, I, and he, I, I, I know you've mentioned before that, you know, action for action's sake is not mm. something that you'd be interested in. But I mean, and I know you've talked before about, you know, larger budget films and the fact that smaller films move more quickly and it's mm. more kind of immediacy. I mean, do you foresee yourself ever? going back or i mean is it purely just a case of what's the, what the text is and what the role is that you'd go back to something along those lines
0: um yeah it's usually w- it's what what presents itself yeah. next and uh what you're interested in and wh- where where you're heading there's some some design and some just, career yeah what's 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 ahead i don't generally think of things in in terms of the career no i'm not good at doing that i'll just i'll just follow nose. See, 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 yeah, nose mm-hmm. yeah it's an instinctive thing really
1: yeah the um, I wanted to ask you one just, b- just because I know there's been a lot of talk about it and again it's one of those roles and I say this honestly I mean I, I really do think your performance in Lord of the Rings was incredible like it was such a heartfelt performance I mean that speech with you and Arwen when, when he tells her about you know the future of the, the two of them I mean that I, I swear I watched it last night that fucking thing brings me to tears like it's so beautiful have they asked you about the Amazon thing, the Amazon series that they're doing? I mean, has there been any discussions?
0: I don't know anything about that. Okay. Yeah. I had to ask. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. To ask. I have been. Out, I have been out to New Zealand. There's a film called M- Mortal Engines, which yes, will be coming yeah. out at the end yeah. of the yeah. year. Jackson. So I have been seeing all of those people again, <laughs> Peter Jackson et Al. Uh, so but I've nothing been hang, hanging out there <laughs> with <laughs> them. But um, not, not. I haven't talked about Lord of the Rings. That's. I think that's gone for me. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: What can you tell us about Mortal Engines? Because actually there's another Irish connection there because you work with Robert Sheehan on it, of course. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robbie was great. Lovely to meet him. Yeah, Uh, Very good to meet him. Yeah, he's a (laughs) wonderful guy. Really, really very fond of him. And um, so it'd be good to catch up with him when we do our big promotion at the end of the year. Actually, I'll see him. It won't be too long. I'll I'll see him in uh, New York, I think.
1: Can we talk about... um, you know your your theater work because i know that it is something that you're very excited about and it's mm. something that you do a lot of i mean you know the fact that you're that you're, the way your career is now that you're you know a very well-known actor i mean do you find that you're doing film work to supplant to kind of keep you doing theater work or is it do you think of it in that terms
0: i don't think about it like that at all uh there was a stage of uh about two years, not that long ago, I just stopped doing theatre because it was uh, there was a number of roles: uh, Macbeth and playing Vladimir in Waiting for Godot and Endgame as well. So I did a lot of Beckett actually, yeah. and Chekhov, and I just um, I just sort of thought I needed to have a break from theatre for a couple of years. But last uh, this year, uh, actually, the last thing I did was um, Arturo Ui in Sydney, so that was fantastic to be to be w- working back on that again mm. um, what was your question again Virginia? no was I mean it?
1: just because uh, I know there, there are quite a few actors oh are, yeah do I do I do I, choose, do, 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 I do, do I do do I do film to support my theatre yeah. no, no not like that no
0: no, it's just what you know I, I'm trying if, look if I can do one uh, work on one play a year and one film a year and then something else that's about uh, all I can uh, cope with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm lucky that I can do that.
2: You're in television as well with Patrick Melrose yeah. this year. So you like to keep that variety, or is there one particular media that you have a preference for working in, or just? Yeah,
0: again, I don't. I don't say I must now. I need to do the TV now. I need to do film now. Yeah. I need to do yeah. theatre. You know, there's something offered. the The Patrick Melrose thing was a fantastic, yeah, you know, extraordinary book. It was just a w- wonderful gift of a. Of a, of a job really for me um, incredible role and um, uh, great to, to to go over and, and work uh, uh, meet, meet Edward St. Alban who'd r- written the books and work yeah. with all of those people so again it's the the scripts come up the role comes up you read really think wow this is great I've got to do it so but that might not have happened maybe there was a, something else would have been offered so it's a little it's a little you know as an actor in a way the, you're a creative artist but you're yeah. also an interpretive artist so you do need to wait for someone to say how about this or what about that unless you're developing your own projects of course but yeah. but even then as an actor you, you're generally um, w- waiting for someone else to throw you the <laughs> the bait you know? I would love to ask cause I, I know this is something that
1: um, Liam Neeson talked about quite a bit um, he was talking about Schindler's List and he was saying that he didn't like that role because he didn't see any of his own performance in it he felt like it was the director was very much mm. giving him the cues and telling him what mm. to do I mean do you have have you ever had that experience yourself where you've looked at a performance and everyone loved it but yeah. you yourself are sort of like no i didn't get that no, that's right. interesting
0: he's great in that uh, yeah so, he yeah, is yeah, but fat, he doesn't like uh, it yeah it's interesting um well i mean Schindler, i mean really he's he's a man who's trapped in, He he's trapped in a in in a world and he's trapped in a machine he's trapped in a in a way of doing things and he he he's forced to circumvent that in a in a in a in a in a, in a very um, uh, he's it's buried and no, yeah. no no one can see what he's doing otherwise his covers blown so mm. he 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 in a way has to has to Play be one thing and yet not be that thing yeah. so that's probably why as an actor, you you sort of buried, buried all your intentions you buried buried everything the character mm. has so that's perhaps that 's why it 's not something that 's um, declared the character isn 't declared and uh, oh, that's but that to me is a fascinating that 's a fascinating character that 's some, yeah. someone who 's incredibly kind of compromised. Uh, and yet they've got a they sort of have a have a need that even they don't understand to to to, to move towards a conclusion that they don't even know what that's gonna be, you know. Mm. So that's a that's a real gift.
1: Dee, I'll give you the last question before we uh, wrap it up.
2: Oh, um I'm I'm going to geek out a bit for this question if that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Because um obviously, you know, you probably get asked about Lord of the Rings and the Matrix all the time, but a movie of yours I absolutely adore is Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Mm. That is a movie that is just so full of color yeah. and joy and just Beautiful. feel good pa- factor and music. Um it turns 24 years old this year. Um, do you have any fond memories? The oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: give us one. Give yeah, one, it, one it was
0: it was the it was the film that we were all everyone one involved on that. It was like the time of our lives we yeah. had making that. Really, uh, it was it was such an extraordinary idea. You go okay, three drag queens on a bus going out yeah. the, <laughs> into the red center of Australia. You go okay, I'm in. Don't it's tell so me don't tell like, me yeah. anymore. I'm in. Yeah. You know? yeah uh and we did we we shot the beginning and the end of the film um in sydney so we had the end and the beginning but then we went on the journey and we kind of shot pretty chronologically as we traveled and had travel days so the whole experience of making that film was an absolute uh it was an insane delight Mm. you know it really was it was a very special time and uh so i think that joy that we experienced and the madness we experienced is is kind of on the screen on the screen yeah. yeah
1: Yeah. Okay, we are really out of time, so we're going to leave it there.
0: A pleasure talking to you both. I love this country. What's left of it? The scenery. You peasants are all the same. No appreciation of beauty. Beauty would be held in much higher regard,
2: sir, if it could be eaten.